Welcome to the Warrior Woman Podcast for authentic, autonomous, birthy women of faith. I'm your host and newbie to podcasting, Julie Nitz. My main focus is around the birth cycle, but in no way is any of this medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. It's a sacred journey. Come to your own conclusions, make your own choices, and own them. Hey, you there? Hey, can you hear me? There. Took a minute. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, good. Okay. I is I it dropped my noisy earbud. No, not at all. Okay, good. I dropped my earbuds in the pool the other day, so <laughs> I was curious oh. if they were still working. Do they work still? Yeah, they're fine. So you can hear me and I can hear you good, so that works. Oh, that's good. <sighs> Well, I'm glad you got a few minutes. My phone's not, uh, doesn't have that much um, battery to it, so we can't take too long anyway. So it works out perfect, huh? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's just go ahead and start, and then I'll edit all this out. Okay, sounds good. Hey, Hannah, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm glad we were able to make a little time. It's been a little crazy since our last <sighs> podcast, right? Yes, I know. I know it has. Life has a way of doing that, right? Like <laughs> just throwing you all kinds of curveballs. Totally, totally. Some are bigger than others too. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, how many weeks are you now? I am 35 weeks now. How exciting. It is exciting. It really is. I feel like we're getting really close. Yeah, like five to seven weeks before we're going to see baby F or hear about baby F. Yeah, and I think for me, I never, I've only one time ever gone past my due date or like even to my due date. Uh (laughs) And so, I mean... There's always that possibility, but I'm feeling like I'll probably end up going before my guest date anyway. So, like, Mm -hmm. three to five weeks, most likely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, my pattern has been 39 weeks, 38 weeks, then 42 weeks, and then 38, uh, 39 weeks and 38 weeks. So... If I actually have a real pattern, then it should be 42 weeks. But <laughs> I think that um, for that baby, that was my first home birth. So it was different. And it was the first baby that was going to be born after my grandmother had passed. And so I think I was holding on to a lot of emotions. And um, so I think there was a lot going on in my life and in my family at that time that my body just wasn't ready yet to have that baby. Um and I'm not in that same situation now. So I just don't, I don't know. You never know, right? It's so true. You never really know. But that's my thoughts about why that one went wrong. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Because I find that a fascinating uh, subject that, you know, the body isn't just a machine. 
that our emotions and our, um, you know, our spiritual life all impact our physical bodies and how that sometimes if we're feeling anxious or not quite ready to be done with the pregnancy or there's chaos going on in our lives, that our bodies can hold on to pregnancies a little bit longer until things are feeling safe or we're ready to open Mm -hmm. up to that. And what are your thoughts besides what you said? No, I totally think that. Yeah, I think our mind has such a huge effect on our bodies, right? Like for my cousin, um, she was pregnant around the same time that I was with my first, with her first. And um, we were a couple months apart. And when I found out that she was pregnant, I was noticeably pregnant and she was not. She was super tiny, but she was keeping it a secret. So I knew, but no one else had had known at all. Um, Her sister knew and another cousin, but like that was it. No one else. None of the like um adults in our family Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) and so she was so tiny for so long no one had any idea when she finally told people that she was pregnant she blew up it was like almost overnight that she was huge she was like it was just kind of like well you weren't pregnant yesterday but today you definitely are crazy and I mean and she got really really big and it wasn't until she finally admitted to everyone that she was pregnant that that happened it's just you know it just and then think about two women that like think they're pregnant and they're not and they start to look pregnant so I think our mind has a huge effect on our bodies for sure. Totally. Totally. What would you, looking back, what would you have um, told yourself with that long pregnancy that you went to 42 weeks to allow yourself to, you know, open up to that possibility or, you know, what, what, would, yeah. what advice would you have given yourself? Huh, I don't know. I think there were so many things that were going on at that time the midwifery care that I had, I mean, they meant well. And now that I know more, I can see where they messed up with me. Yeah. (laughs) At the time, I didn't know. But they really like they did a lot of things that scared me. Um, I wasn't scared so much about the actual birthing process. As a matter of fact, that was my most pain free birth. Wow. And I think it's because I was not afraid of pushing the baby out like that didn't scare me at all, you know. But there were other things that they did and said, and um, it just kind of created a lot of just like, okay, I don't like, I don't know what's going on, you know, kind of things going mm-hmm. on. And with that one, that was the one when I had really low iron. And I, I went to the hematologist and one of the first things they said to me was like, oh, it's so good you're here because, you know, if you got an accident or something and you were bleeding, you're going to, you would have died. And I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, that was so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so dramatic. And, you know, not something you should say to a person. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and even going to the hematologist, the midwife just was like, oh, call this number. We want you to go see this doctor. And I was like, okay. And then when I call, hematologists generally work with oncologists. So (laughs) when you call, the place is like such and such oncology center. And so I'm freaking out like, oh my goodness, I have cancer and they're not telling me up until I get. So just all these like stressful things that (laughs) that were happening that could have been prevented. So it wasn't even like there is, I don't know that there's like a, like a certain piece of advice that I could give myself to make my mental state better other than like, just don't listen to these crazy people. (laughs) 
Well, also, just a thought, you know, while you're telling your story, I mean, just even having that issue with your um, hemoglobin being so low, um, it could have been your body's way of making sure it was safe for birth too, right? Because you did some great things to build your blood volume and um, build your iron back up and you did so well. Um, So it could have been just your body's way of waiting till it was healthy enough to even birth, right? I mean, just a thought. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's true. And I mean, I ended up, I ended up doing an iron IV, which is not like something that I'm normally would be like, yeah, that was great. You should do that. But it was what was necessary at the time for me. Um, and it did build my, like, I mean, it was really quick. It brought my iron up. Um, because I mean, my iron was really low. I mean, it was like, I was, you could tell something was wrong with me. So there's one thing when your iron's low and you're just like, it's low and you know, that's happening, but you're, still responding healthily mm-hmm. you know and then another thing when like no clearly something's wrong with you <laughs> like I couldn't like I couldn't even hardly move I was so weak and just drained and it was really bad and so um but yeah it could have also been that because I mean they did that pretty close to the point of when I would have had the baby because they want to make sure it stayed up um so yeah, that definitely could have been a part of it for sure too. There was just so many things going on. It's been a while since that pregnancy. Um, do you were you still weren't you guys eating pretty vegetarian at the time or no? I can't remember. Yes, we were. We were still vegetarian at the time. Yep. Do you feel like that might have had some to do with it? Um, yeah. I mean, we didn't like we ate vegetarian, but we didn't eat like a super healthy diet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's possible to be vegetarian and not necessarily have iron issues, but we definitely weren't doing anything like amazing (laughs) with our diet. Um, We had a lot of soy in our diet and stuff like that. So yeah, I think um, I definitely think that could have had a huge part to play in our iron. I think that though, in general, um, based off of, you know, what the standard iron levels are that people use, I don't know that that that's like a good measure for all people you know what I mean like I don't my iron's always lower than that but I don't necessarily feel bad or feel like my iron is low I know that for my family my mom's iron's always lower than that I know for my husband's family his iron's always lower than that his parents iron's always lower than that so it's like I don't like could it just be that maybe in our family our levels are different I don't know maybe we just are all deficient <laughs> I don't well, know and I mean I don't have the answers talked about but this I in the past that you know you're a woman yeah. of color and we know that African-American mm-hmm. um, women are lower um, in iron than say Caucasian women are so that's definitely a factor mm-hmm. for sure and then like you said other yeah. things could be just like familial too um, so mm-hmm. I but you were really feeling bad. So that was great that you were able to work, was, work yeah. on that no, for I sure. Our signs too, not just what the numbers say. The numbers can lie. The numbers can say you're doing great right. and not be well either. So it can go both directions. Exactly. And it depends too on how you're getting it checked, right? Because there's that the finger prick way and that's like notoriously mm-hmm. off, right? And then you can get an actual blood draw. But then if the timing is off, that could be inaccurate, you know? So yeah, no, for sure. You never really, 
I mean, you have to kind of go off of, yes, the data that you're getting, but how are you feeling too, for sure? Yes, definitely. Definitely. So what's been going on between, I, I looked, we haven't recorded since March, which seems crazy to me. I know. We had so much going on and we had some huge life things happen that just kind of threw us way off um, even just our normal thing in our own family. So yeah, it's been kind of crazy. So how's your pregnancy um, been? Oh, there have been times where I'm like, why am I going through all of this? And I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, I must be crazy. What in the world? <laughs> but otherwise, I've been healthy I mean to the best of my to the best of my knowledge right um and I felt I haven't felt some of the things that I used to feel in other pregnancies like I didn't I don't have a whole ton of like SPD pain this time around I don't have a whole ton of continued nausea I still sometimes get like little bits but I think that also depends on what I've been eating throughout the day and stuff like that um but I have had more like back pain and like sciatica pain, which has been different for me than normal and kind of frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I think pregnancy doesn't come without, especially the end, without different challenges. Your body is changing and, you know, you have to kind of adapt. Um, but it's been good. I mean, I feel good for the most part. I do feel a little sluggish, so I've been adding some things to up my iron even more now This at this end. Um, but at the same time, I'm very pregnant, and it's very hot, so <laughs> I'm going to feel pretty sluggish. Yes, so true. Um, I have five other kids. I mean, if it was my first pregnancy, maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but I have five other kids I'm chasing around, and... My almost two-year-old is, like, my most wild child. Like, I've none, like, he's really had us staying on our feet because he just is always into something. And um, it's been different for our family because my other children haven't been as uh, quick to get into things. Wow. So I've been, I've been dragging a little bit, but, um. Like I said, I'm doing some things up my iron and trying to rest when I can, make sure I get a nap, all those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, so I feel I feel pretty good. I feel ready to have a baby. <laughs> nice. That's excellent. Well, for those who don't know what SPD yeah. is, that would be symphysis pubis, pubis disorder, um, where you're having that pain right there above your pubic bone, legs apart and it can feel really painful so like getting out of a car where you just move that one leg out and then the other one that can feel really uh they some people call it lightning crotch (laughs) it feels uh really painful and other people it doesn't go Mm -hmm. away until after they have the baby no matter what they do but keeping your knees together and swinging them both out at the same time um scooting not you know separating that because um the pubic bone is separated by a little piece of cartilage and sometimes that kind of gets stretched out a little bit um, or pulled and tugged on and can cause some pain. What kind of things have you done to uh, minimize that SPD? I have no idea why this time I don't have it but I'm really thankful because whenever I had it it was awful. I mean it was like almost hard to walk so I don't know why this one's different why I don't have that 
Um, I know last, so last pregnancy, um, a friend of mine had this thing called the life wave table and it's kind of like a massage table, but like more intense and it kind of like shakes your body and it gets you in line, like an alignment. And so I used that a lot, my last pregnancy to help, well, not a lot, but I used it to try to help combat different, um, pains I was having, like the SPD pain. And it did help a lot. So I don't know if, if maybe I'm more in alignment than I've been in the past. And so that's part of it, you know, from having done that yeah. last time. But that seems like that was a while ago. So I don't, I don't really know. Have you gone to see the um, chiropractor at all this pregnancy? I haven't. I've wanted to, and but I just haven't gotten around to it. And now I'm thinking I'd rather do like a pregnancy massage and try to see if they can like work out some of that in my lower back and and into my legs with the sciatica but um life is busy yes. <laughs> there's so many little people to take care of it's hard sometimes to fit in that time you know take care of yourself but that is something that I would like to do in the next couple of weeks is get a good like deep pregnancy massage yeah that would be amazing I know towards the end of your mm-hmm. last pregnancy you had a friend doing some massage on you and then you went into labor right yeah, well, they were doing some like um, more like cranial sacral therapy and like releasing pressure points. But that was partly because I had already had my water broke for so long. It was like, we got to get this baby out. Let's push it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it really helped. And I think, you know, with that baby, that was the first one that I was having after my dad had passed. So there was a lot of emotion there. And even though my body was ready to birth the baby, emotionally I think I was holding on and you know so they were doing some work on me and I was able to talk through a lot of my feelings and you know they asked me some really good questions this is why I think it's so good to have community because there's people that they can look into your life they see what you're like what you're dealing with and then obviously when on a spiritual level they can have some discernment and they can ask you questions and help to guide you and support you And I totally needed that last time. I mean, my body was ready to birth that baby, but emotionally I just wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's why I spent so much time at the very beginning of uh, my appointments with the people that I see. Uh, Appointments tend to be an hour, hour and a half long. And most of Mm -hmm. that, I would say 80% of that chunk is just talking about what's going on in their lives, even apart from pregnancy. Like, how are you feeling? And you know, what's going on with your other kids? How is your marriage going? You know, all of those things come up and they all affect your pregnancy, your birth, and even your postpartum time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what have you been doing to up your iron? Um, so I was already taking chlorella and then, um, chlorophyll and now I'm taking also some, um, blackstrap molasses. I was talking with a midwife friend and I was like I mean I talked to the midwife that I planned to use but I also talked to a midwife friend and she was saying that I was like what have you experienced to be the fastest thing that helps with your iron and she was saying that the molasses in her experience has been the fastest so I started doing that and then a couple I don't know if I was doing this the last time we talked or not but I was doing also some um milk thistle that's the right one, right? One of them is not okay, and one is good. Yes. Milk yes. thistle is the right one, right? Okay. Yeah, milk thistle. <laughs> I always mix them up in my head, <laughs> even though I'm using the right one. But anyway, the milk thistle, I was also using that tincture um, to try to help to help my liver to function better because that's kind of connected mm-hmm. a little bit there. 
Um, so yeah, so the milk thistle, chlorella, taking chlorophyll and molasses. And then on days, if I feel like really off, then I do um, grape juice with uh, raw egg. Yeah. Nice. And of course, you can keep that up mm-hmm. postpartum too to help build your blood back up. Oh, yeah. And in the past, I've done liver pills, but at the beginning of this pregnancy, before I even knew I was pregnant, I um, I was just like, well, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe I am. And I was like, well, if I am, I might as well start working on my iron now. And I went and um, I grabbed the liver pills out of the cabinet and I just felt in my spirit like, no, do this plant-based. And I was like, what? And like I said, I didn't even know I was pregnant. So I I was like really confused. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with that, I guess. And so I've stuck with that this whole time, even though I'm like, why? Why can't I just take the liver pills? I have them. But and I don't know why still why I was supposed to do this plant based. But for some reason I was. And so that's why I haven't done that. But for other people that are listening, liver pills would be a great option um, for helping with their iron. And I'm not against them. I've used them before. But for some reason, I wasn't supposed to do that this time. Yeah, good for you listening to the Holy Spirit um, and mm-hmm. that one. Because, you know, there's some things that we just have to listen intuitively to what's going on yeah. with our bodies and what we're hearing, whether it truly makes, you know, sense or even maybe it's mm-hmm. different than what you've ever done in the past. And you just feel deeply that you're yeah. supposed to do something different. I'm all about listening to that voice. So right now at 35 weeks, um, your baby um, has a firm grasp and spontaneously orients to light. And by 36 weeks, their lungs are going to be sufficiently mature to breathe room air without any problems. And baby's head and abdomen are about the same size. So that's kind of neat to know. Yeah. Then by 37 weeks... um, your baby's nervous system will be mature and get starts plumping up. How big was your last baby? The last baby was my smallest, actually, and he was six pounds, eight ounces. Six pounds, eight ounces. And mm-hmm. how big was your 42-weeker? He was nine pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the one that was after him, he was... Uh, 39 weeks and he was nine pounds five ounces Mm. so and then the two before that I might select all of them (laughs) the two before that were both six pounds nine ounces so those two ones that were nine pounds were like way different yeah (laughs) than the other three so crazy how your body can grow different size babies and that it maybe isn't necessarily connected to one thing or another like um, gestation yeah. or, um, you know, sex, you know, cause mm-hmm. your first two were girls and then your last one was a boy. So mm-hmm. it's not like, Oh, well, my girls are small and my boys are big. So. Yeah. Nope. It's, it's all different. And it, I remember being so freaked out cause with the, the 42 weeker one, I ended up getting an ultrasound cause my midwife was like kind of freaking out. She's like, you know, this is, you're going past your dates a little bit and you know how it can be sometimes with certain mm-hmm. midwives. And so they're like, we want you to, you know, get an ultrasound. And so they did all that. And then they're measuring the baby and the ba- they're like, the baby is like 
I don't know what they said, like seven pounds, 12 ounces or something like that. And I was freaking out. I was like, that is almost eight pounds. And then one of the midwives in the group was like, but it's not eight pounds. It's going to be fine. And I was like, but it's almost eight pounds. I've never birthed a baby that big. And they're like, you can do it. It'll be fine. It's not that it's not, it's not eight pounds. It's almost eight pounds. I was like, okay. And then to have them come out and be nine pounds, (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness, what in the world? But it's just more proof that we can do it. You know, we just, our bodies were created for it. And so they come out. (laughs) Yes. It's so perfect of a design. Of course, our baby's skulls, you know, are the plates mold, you know, and shape and overlap to make room or to, you know, make that baby's head a little bit smaller. And then our pelvis, like we talked Mm -hmm. about, has that cartilage in the front and um, opens up a little bit more. And so does our tailbone to allow, you know, a head through. And as long as we're not in a rush and doing coached pushing, then our pelvis will open up, our baby's head will mold. And it's Mm -hmm. a very rare event where a baby's head won't come through as long as we're being patient and not forcing things. And mom is able to be mobile and move around. Absolutely. I thought this was interesting in um, Holistic Midwifery Volume 1, Uh, about dreams in the third trimester says women may dream of the baby being abnormal of misplacing the baby being trapped in small places giving birth or injuring the baby psychologists often report that the more anxious the dreams during the last trimester are the less problems a woman will have during labor have you been having any pregnancy dreams no but i normally have horrible dreams when i'm really like I mean, awful, just nightmares, constant, like so much terror. And oh, goodness, how long ago is this now? I don't even know. It was months ago. Um, I was having, I woke up from a horrible dream and I just had so much fear. And I just started praying and just asking the father to take the fear away and to just like remove all of that, all of that doubt, all of that fear, all of the confusion and just protect me. And since that night that I prayed that, I haven't had any bad dreams at all. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So normally I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm having those. (laughs) But no, not this time. So neat. I asked the Father to remove that, and it has been gone. And that's a huge blessing because, I mean, it was like I've all like since my first pregnancy, I've always been terrorized with horrible dreams while I was pregnant. Wow. Yeah, I have Mm -hmm. dreams in pregnancy. That's about the only time that I remember my dreams. Like once in a while, I'll remember a dream. But in pregnancy, I'll have several marked dreams, like dream in color, the whole nine yards. Uh, They're never usually Mm -hmm. like scary. Sometimes they're weird, but not usually scary. Yeah. No, yeah, I always, like, I, it was almost like every night I would have dreams while pregnant. Like, it was horrible. Yeah. And it's not like that normally when I'm not pregnant. So, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I, I'm glad to not be having them now because I'm already, I already struggle with sleep because, I mean, I have my baby with me and he's, you know, fussy and moving around, tossing and turning. And I got my belly going on, trying to do that. It's hot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't need to have bad dreams, too. No. <laughs> No, not necessary. Totally. Mm-mm. Well, do you, what are, what is your advice to women in the home stretch of their pregnancy the last few weeks? What are 
the things that you like to advise mm-hmm. women and encourage them to do? Relax. Don't stress out. <laughs> Just try to relax. I know there's like a list of things that you're probably trying to want to get done. Do the things, yes, because obviously you need to. Like, I mean, I had to order my birth kit. I finally did that last week. Oh. <laughs> All this time. Normally I'm like on it. This time I waited a long time. But that's okay. Just, you know, get the things done that you need to do, but not in that like panicky state. Because I know I've been there where I'm like, I have to clean this and do this and wash all these things. And (laughs) And then, no, just relax, breathe, make your list, do your things, take your time and enjoy the little bit of time that's left. Like take each day as it comes, love on yourself, love on your baby and enjoy it instead of being stressed out. Because once the baby comes, you're going to be in like taking care of somebody else mode full time (laughs) for the first at least couple weeks I mean I feel like it's longer than that but let's say first couple weeks (laughs) and then you can kind of start to get maybe into a little bit more of a okay I can breathe and think about the fact that I need to also eat right you know (laughs) so just take that time while you still have it where you're not being you know bossed around by (laughs) a baby crying (laughs) a dictator telling you to feed me change me I know. I know you need to poop, but I need to eat, so you need to feed me now. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh my! Now, do you have any prodromal labor co- leading up to the real stuff? Have, um, and it usually starts a month ahead of time. And there, I mean, there are some days where I'm like, "Oh, this is it," but I haven't had anything too crazy yet which is good. I'm hoping that I don't. Um, But I guess I still have a lot of time to get there too. (laughs) But so I usually do, but I haven't had anything yet. Nice. I usually, I usually have like action a day, at least though, this time that feels strong and low, like it might be doing something, but it's just the one contraction and then that's it. So that's different, too, than I've had in the past. Nice. Nice. So that's not too worrisome or aggravating, you know, as Mm -hmm. it can be. I I can't imagine, like, that constant feeling of, is this it? Not knowing. Because, I mean, so many women uh, have reported having those labor pains. Like, they think that they're in labor. They're having them every five minutes or a minute long. They're quite intense. And they're thinking, hey, this might be it. But then, you know, they don't have the baby for three weeks, you know, know. and having those episodes several times in a day wears on a person. So I'm glad you're not dealing with that. It definitely does. Because from my experience, I mean, they've and they've started this early on where I'm like, oh, no, am I going to have a baby early? You know, like I've had some rough bouts. So, yeah, I'm thankful not to be having that now, too. Awesome. Well, I'm expecting that most likely we won't record again until after you have baby F, and I'm really looking forward to it. Unless you go way over, then we might do one of those. (laughs) Yes. 41 weeks and still waiting on a baby podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we don't have to do one of those, but if I'm there, we certainly can. (laughs) Oh, well, I pray many, many blessings over you, Hannah, and your entire family and this sweet little baby. I cannot wait 
to see pictures and meet them and get to hear your story. I would love it. I would be honored if you would tell your story um, on a podcast with us because I know there's so many people listening and have been excited that you have opened up and shared your journey with them. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about that. So thank you so much. And yeah, I would love to. I mean, I guess I'll see how it goes. (laughs) But but I'm thinking, yeah, sure. I think it would be great to do that. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Keep praying for Hannah and her family, and we will update you you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, Julie here again. Just wanted to let you know that I would really appreciate leaving a review for me on iTunes or wherever it is you're listening to me from. And again, if you have any questions or comments you would like to leave me a voice message for that I can even play on a future podcast on the Anchor app, you can do that. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you're connecting with others. And happy birthing, everyone.